Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It is Friday, April 9th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Tonight, a new season for a new team begins. The Kansas City entry in the National Women's Soccer League plays its first game in Portland, Oregon. The opponent is the Portland Thorns and it's the first game of the NWSL Challenge Cup. On today's show, we talk KCNWSL, or WOSO, and Sporting Kansas City with Allie Trost and Sean Goodwin. Allie joined Sportsbeat KC for the first, but not the last time, and shares her expertise. In addition to working at WHB Sports Radio 810 as an on-air personality, she is the station's digital and social media manager. Allie also works in television and is host and reporter for the KCWNWSL team. We are grateful to have Allie join us. And you know Sean, he's been covering soccer for the Star for a couple years, and you can find his coverage of the NWSL team and Sporting Kansas City in the Star's print editions and on KansasCity.com. On today's show, we preview the NWSL team and what we've learned about them throughout the preseason. After a break, we pick up the conversation by discussing the latest sporting edition, Kave Rad, who's been part of the franchise's academy. So let's get started talking soccer with Allie and Sean. Well, 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 look who is joining our little Sports Beat KC podcast today. Allie Trost is here. Allie, it's great to have you. How are you? I'm doing well, Blair. It's great to be here with you all. Um, better to see your faces in this setting than just scrolling across the little Zoom press conferences we're all on each week and looking to see who's all there. Definitely miss seeing you all in person more, but thrilled to be joining you and talking some Casey Woso and, of course, some Sporting Kansas City. Yeah, likewise, Allie. I, I really have, you know, we. it's funny. When we get together in press conference settings like at, at the Chiefs um, or in, in college, you know, at Missouri, K, KU, K-State, we always grouse about how, oh, what are we doing here? And I got so much else to do. But I really do miss that. Uh, I do. And hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get back to those days here pretty soon. Um and let's let's take this moment to reintroduce Sean Goodwin. Every 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 podcast we have about sporting Kansas City and soccer includes Sean Goodwin, who has covered the sport for the Star. Let's jump right into it. Um, we are in, in um, full disclosure. We're recording this on a Thursday afternoon for a Friday morning post, and later tonight, Friday, the. Um, Kansas City, the Woso, I like calling them Woso, KC, uh, NWLS, yeah, whatever you want to call them. Um, they've got their first game. They are, you know, they, they're playing the Portland Thorns in the Challenge Cup. Listen, um, th- this is a tall order. I know it, we, we, earlier on Thursday we talked to Hugh Williams, the coach. He um, he kind of dismissed the notion that look, it's it's who, we're playing whoever's on the schedule. It's uh, you know it could be anybody. It just happens to be Portland. And then Amy Rodriguez said, "Hey, you know, this is a tall task um, playing playing Portland." So what's the, what's the expectation, Allie, going up there? Um, the team's already there. So what's the expectation for uh, for Woso in their opener? It's a new team. It's a you know it's a brand new season. I know there's going to be some nerves and some. Um, some first game jitters. What's your expectation for this, For th- just for this game? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say that the expectation for me personally would just be to see this team go out and really 
try and implement successfully the concepts that they've been working on this entire preseason. Hugh Williams has talked a lot about what this team is going to strive to do. Their style of play in his press conference on Thursday said that that was their goal. They are looking at the ways that Portland is going to play kind of that diamond in the middle of the field, which opens up the wings. They like to send their, their fullbacks forward, have them interact with the, the midfield and, and create plays out on the wings to then drive the ball forward, get it across and create opportunities for the forwards and the attack. So look for them to do a lot of that. But as far as just kind of that, you know, first game, it's a big storyline. It's the start of Casey's inaugural season. There's so much excitement from the fans. And, and like I, Amy, uh, Amy Rodriguez pointed out, which I thought was really good. You know, mistakes are going to be made. It's not going to be a perfect game uh, by any means. It's, it's the first game of the season, but I think overall, what my expectation would be, would be for this team to come in fired up and ready to go and play with a lot of energy and a lot of passion. It's been a very long preseason for all of these women and a lot of them, all of them that I've talked to are so excited to get back out on the pitch, play a real competitive game. So I just really am expecting to see that energy and hopefully see that successfully married with the tactics that coach Hugh Williams and the training staff are looking to implement in this game and throughout the rest of the season. Well, one thing that's true is that a team playing its first game as as a franchise, they 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 it's a blank slate, right? They get an opportunity to form their identity here. And I enjoyed listening to Hugh Williams as well when he when he left his sport to compare the you know the team to uh, a game that he saw earlier this week in college basketball when Baylor defeated Gonzaga for the national championship. And I was at that game, and it's. And, you know, following Baylor this season, it's, um, you know, they were just tenacious on the offensive boards and got all the 50-50 balls. They just outplayed, out-hustled, out-toughed Gonzaga. That, listen, um, that, that, that kind of style makes sense to me. It can translate to the pitch as well, Sean, can it? Yeah, uh, before I get started as well, I like to say, I was too busy talking about myself at Kostovsky's podcast, uh, but very happy to have Ali with us here. Um, I don't know if people know, I'm sure they do by now, but you know, Ali, you're a, you're a team reporter for KCNWSL as well, so maybe you can give us some uh, some hidden insights and secrets. Who knows, right? Yeah, I I might have a couple uh, up my, my sleeves here, but you know, that that fast attack, you know pressure, high pressure uh, style is something that, I mean, I've been out at practice a couple of times and that's something that they're not just talking about implementing come game day. They practice that exact same way. I was blown away the few times I've been out there with just how fast paced they move, how the high intensity you can, it's, you don't have a silent moment on the pitch. Everyone's communicating, everyone's playing quickly. And that's the message from the coaching staff. It's faster, 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 you know, quick, quick, quick. And and they're really going to, I think, take that into every single game this season, not just because that's the the methodology that Coach Williams is wanting to to kind of go along with with this team, but that's because it's how they practice. That's how they, that's how they play. That's, you know, kind of the mentality of this team. And I think it's going to serve them really well. At the same time, though, when you do play so attack-minded and you are looking to really push the ball forward and get you know forward and send numbers uh, into the attack, it does make you susceptible to counterattacks, which is where I think Rachel Corsi comes into play. She's a veteran center back 
It's a player that Coach Williams uh, has a ton of trust in and is someone who really anchors that back line. And they kind of have some captains on every single line of, of this team. They've got Amy Rodriguez up top. Up top. They've got Desiree Scott uh, anchoring the midfield. Uh, she'll be out with the Canadian national team for this game, but she's someone that they'll rely on for veteran leadership in the, in the middle of the pitch. Lola Bonta, another player who maybe not a, a veteran in the sense that, you know, some of those other players are, but she's got lofty goals. She's a very vocal, competitive player. I I really enjoyed watching her interact with the team out at training. And then of course, Rachel Corsi on that back line. And, and Sean, this is something, you know, when it comes to the goalkeeper competition that I think we were both maybe not totally surprised about. I was at least a little surprised just because it's kind of hard to tell uh, how that goalkeeper competition is going, uh, it, it, just at least in watching training. But Abby Smith, that's who they're going with. And she beats out the veteran and uh, Nicole Barnhart, a.k.a. Barney. So that'll be interesting to watch. But they seem really high on the way that she plays and how that will will work with what they're looking to do out on the pitch on game day. Yeah, and if I can just build off that before you jump back in, Blair. Um, I mean, you know, everything you said is right there, Ali. And I would say... You know, I was lucky enough to get out to watch the K-State game, um, K-State versus KCNWSL last week, and that was my first look at the team you know, in person. And yeah, you know, as Ali was saying, it's constant fast attack, fast movement. The ball was always moving. You see a lot of teams, you know, a lot of teams they may slow down the ball, they want to get players back into position. Uh, and Obviously, K-State and Portland, it's a college team versus an NWSL team. It's it's a different challenge altogether, but you can still see a lot of the um, longer tactics and a lot of what Casey is looking to do implement implemented into that game. And one of the things, like you said, Ali, was, of course, that can leave teams a little bit open at the back. That can leave Casey open when they're attacking at such a high pace. Uh, but it was good to see just how organised that back line was uh, where if one of the wing-backs were attacking, I know Christian Edmonds was kind of the main player going forward for that game. Uh, the other three defenders, uh, it was led by, of course, Rachel Corsi and Shad Kate Delfarva next to her. They would all shift across as a back three, mm-hmm. and they weren't leaving those spaces open down the wings where those players were you know, bombing forward. And, of course, four defenders versus three defenders, that is a difference. But it, it's not like they were vulnerable and a lot of those times too again case states because they were they could barely get out of their own half anyway uh but gabby vincent as well she you know she came in for desiree scott who's going to be away on international juicy for this first game uh gabby vincent came in at the six and she picked her times really well to stay back and back to you know make it not a back four but she was there to help and she was really good at picking her times to go forward and help the attack as well. So just watching how the team is already gelling, they're communicating well, it, it look, it's a really positive outlook going forward into their first real competitive game. Hey, so Hugh Williams says, uh, no pressure on Amy Rodriguez, but she better score some goals uh, mm-hmm. this weekend. <laughs> so I think I think that was in response to your question, Sean. What um, is that? Is that a potential issue for this team? Yeah, the day she's getting number nine, right? That's who you expect to score the goals. Not only is she the number nine, but Tamu Rodriguez. I mean, she's a two-time Olympic gold medalist. She's a World Cup runner-up, and of course, that was you know the start of the twenty tens. But still, you know, she's the team captain, and she's she's still got in her lock. She's still got that talent and ability in her locker. 
and you know through the preseason. Um, I'm just trying to recall now. I don't believe she scored against KU, or I know she didn't score against the Orlando Pride. Um, so she scored one goal against Orlando City FC, it was the semi pro team, and she scored one goal against K State. Uh, but that K State game, I watched, she hit the post. She there was a chance where she was through on goal, she was about 12 yards out, and she almost seemed stuck between two minds of whether to pass it or cross it. She did a little bit of both and it just went wide. Uh, she was kind of snatching her chances a little bit. And I'm not sure, you know, your number nine, your captain, not what you want. And I asked you about this after the game, uh, the K-State game, and he said, yes, she scored, but she could have had three or four goals. So, you know, when you're hanging out, heading into competitive play, uh, it's one thing doing that in pre-season. You can't do that in actual games, right? When the difference between three and one points or three and zero points even can be those little chances that you, you can't be wasting them. So, yeah, Hugh, Hugh's asking for more from her as we heard during the presser. Um, Amy, when I asked her, she you know she said that she's happy with that responsibility. She, she wants that responsibility on her shoulders. So... It's a massing out seeing how she responds. So not that criticism, but that push from her coach, so to speak. And if she comes out now in this first competitive game and puts her legs into action. And it's it's even more than just Amy Rodriguez, right? Like, of course, she is, like you said, Sean, she's the nine. She is the one that they are relying on to score goals. But I think in general, uh, Hugh had, had really been looking for a bit more refinement on that final touch that final decision whether you were going to shoot it or make that you know like slot it into one of the corners or really just seeing more from the forwards and even the midfielders in some situations in the final third and in that final moment in front of goal the build-up has been fantastic with this team watching a lot of the ways that they've been able to, to move the ball up the pitch and and create opportunities there's been no shortage of those. Like you said, Amy had a, a few missed opportunities, Sean, um, and, you know, hitting the post, hitting it wide. But when it comes to that final, that final play, you have to be able to step up in that moment and, and give your team the competitive edge by, by putting goals away early. And this will be a great test against an excellent Portland team that will be without a lot of key players. Um, so they're not getting the Portland team that, you know, maybe they would have preferred to get to, to really see where they're at because they're going to be without, you know, the, some of the players that make them that elite team, Crystal Dunn, one of the best players in NWSL. Becky Sauerbrunn, uh, you know, just to name a few that will not be there. Lindsay Horan as well. So they'll be without some of their best talent, but still a, a really good team. And I, I did like what Hugh said on Thursday where he was like, look, I'm going to say every single week, no matter who we're playing, that we're playing against a really good team. I think that's a great mindset to go into. You never want to look past any opponent, but this is an opponent that regardless of what you're just saying, you don't want to look past anyway. Yeah, Blair, sorry. I know we're going to talk a little sports in KC as well, so. Uh, just while I was going to mention about Portland's, you know, missing some of their top players, so I kind of jam it in now while Ali kind of brought it up. Um, but yeah, you know, that's exactly what I wanted to point out in that the, the Portland team that we see tomorrow is not going to be, it's not going to be the Portland team we may see later in the season, unless, of course, it's during the Olympics and <laughs> it'll be the same. Uh, but I think I too in that. Kansas City right now, it may not have some of the huge names that are being called up to, you know, national teams. Obviously, there's Desiree Scott and Jordan Lishko just came. Mariana Lara Smith from Argentina. 
But as a whole, the team, it, it doesn't have that many players who are going to be missing when players are being called up for international duty. And then, as Ali was saying with Portland, you know, you're missing the, the greatest international goal scorer of all time and Christine Sinclair. You've got, in my opinion, who will be a future Hall of Famer, Lindsay Horan, former KC captain and current US captain, Becky Sabrun. It's players like these, when they're being picked out of the starting lineup, and I, that's what I wrote about today for my story about how Kansas City can take advantage of that. Huge pool being picked straight out of the starting lineup for Portland. Yes, it's a, a baptism by fire, as I called it in the presser. Heading into Portland, facing this Portland team and the team's first ever game back in KC. But it's also a good time to play them right now because those players as well. Okay, so the game is at 9.30 p.m. Central on Paramount Plus, uh, streaming on Paramount Plus. Um, I think that's the case for all four of the Challenge Cup games for Woso. That is the network where you'll find those. Um, the after, after Friday, the next one is April 20th at Chicago, and then the home opener uh, Monday, on, Monday, April 26th against the Houston Dash, also part of the Challenge Cup. Okay, let's take a break here, and when we come back, we will talk a little sporting Kansas City. Back with Ali Trost and Sean Goodwin on Sportsbeat KC. We are talking soccer in Kansas City. Um, the, the women play tonight at, um, at, at Portland. The men, sporting Kansas City does not play until April 17th, or season uh, opener against the New York Red Bulls in, uh, in New York. But they continue to make news, and one of the latest developments was the elevation of Kave Rad. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I always have to end up saying something like that to uh, um, when I refer to several players on Sporting's team. But Kave Rad to the the first team, and he comes from the from the academy. And I'm fascinated by the academy and how Sporting Kansas City has has used this program and has made it work to its advantage. Mm -hmm. Sean, tell us a little bit about him and what uh, what's the expectation for uh, for Kaveh Rad? Yeah, so with him being elevated up to the uh, the first team, he is now the fifth centre back um, rosters on that first team. Um, before I get started, I do have to give a shout out to our editor Jeff Rosen. Uh, I wrote about Carvey Rad earlier this week, and his headline uh, was "That's Rad, man." And it's just <laughs> I was wondering if that was you, or oh. I was like, "That's clever." I like I read that. I was good. People. Yeah, like that was Jeff, not me. So I can't claim that. Also, give him a shout out. But now, um, from what Peter Ramis is saying, uh, he he does really like what Rad has to offer. You know, he's been down with SKC2 now for the past two seasons, and I think he played 38 games, started 34 of those, and he's always just been a presence back there, always hearing about him. I feel like he's always been on the cusp. Um, but from what he has told us about him, and, you know, I've seen a little glimpse here and there just from watching SKC2. Uh, commanding centre-back isn't afraid to make his voice heard. You know, if he gets that confidence for the first team, that's great. Uh, and again, just, you know, Quick reaction, he's either a tall, tall centre-back, he can get up, he can win those headers, he can fight for the ball. As I was saying, he's got fifth centre-back on the team and I assume he will be down the pecking order. Uh, but, you know, it's not really much of an issue to have that kind of depth, right? And he's only 19 years old. 
So it's not like he's going to be jumping straight and starting lying up. But you know, as as we head deeper into this season, if Casey does make a US Open Cup, that's a whole kind of thing. We have the League's Cup in uh, late summer. Uh, as that as that kind of fixture congestion comes into thing comes into play. I can see him at least getting a couple of games this season. You know, he's been called up for a reason and it's not just to practice with the first team. Yeah, Sean, I, I'm with you. The The depth is so important in, in the sport of soccer and with the Sporting Kansas City team because of some of those mid-season competitions that pop up. A great opportunity, U.S. Open Cup, for younger players to get that experience. You know, Kave Rod's a player that, or Kave Rad's a player. Uh, I don't know why I go with like the Kave Rod. You know, I kind of use the same pronunciation there. Kave Rad. Um, That's just how I say it with my accent. I know. I'm like trying to, I'm emulating uh, you. I'm just going to start talking like you and Hugh here in a little bit, but, (laughs) um, but no, he's a player that Burmese gave him a lot of praise for his, his instincts. And, And really when players get called up from that USL level to the first team, it's, it's trying to see how long it takes them to get acclimated with the speed of play. So sporting implements the same system all the way down the line. And the only thing that changes as they advance through the Academy and through the sporting Kansas city pipeline is the speed of, is the speed of play and the level of competition that they are playing against. And so for me, he's had some good things to say about the way that he was getting acclimated uh, in that area of the game, which is always a good sign. The quicker a player that can kind of pick up and, and just jump right in and not miss a beat with that is usually a good sign. But like Sean mentioned, it's a very deep center back room right now, which is kind of crazy to say, especially after last season where it was basically a revolving door each week. It was a question of who's going to be starting at center back for Sporting Kansas City. But all that does is create really good competition. And Vermees isn't afraid if a player uh, is, you know, a young guy like Kave Rad to give him the start if he's earned it. You know, that's something that Vermees has is, is proven throughout the years. And so I think it's a great thing. They bring in Nicholas Izimat Murin, who goes by Isi. He'll be likely one of the starters alongside, I would imagine, Roberto Puncic, Andrea Fantas is finally healthy. Graham Smith got significant minutes last season and has, you know, gotten more minutes throughout the years since he was drafted, I believe, and it was 2018 that they brought him in. Um, so that's a really crowded center back room with a lot of talent. And that's a really good thing for Sporting Kansas City, who struggled immensely on the defensive front last season. So I think it's a great, a great call up. And there's a lot of young talent on this team that could I think surprised some people uh, with Sporting Kansas City. I don't think from what I've been reading, they're projected to have, you know, this first place in the West finish again this season. But I think that, you know, that kind of uh, depends on how much they're able to get out of some of these young guys. And if there are any surprises that aren't on anyone's radar right now. I love those uh, pronunciation of names, Allie. I will, uh, I will use those. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) Um. you're right. And that's something we'll talk about next week. I noticed I did see some MLSsoccer.com predictions for Sporting Kansas City, and you would never have known this team finished first in the West based on those predictions. We'll, we'll, we'll save that for an, another week. But I watched Kave uh, Red's press conference. I thought it was fun on a couple levels. First of all, I don't know this for a fact, but it seemed like it might have been his first time doing something like that. He didn't know how much to say or elaborate and a little bit you know, a little bit shaky with it, but, but that was just, you know, I was just kind of feeling for him a little, but he also, and again, Sean, I think this was, this was your question. I know um, he has, uh, you know, basically grown up at, through youth soccer playing against uh, Jean-Luc Abusio, which I, I, thought, I thought was pretty interesting. And uh, his teams often won is if I, if I understood him correctly. 
Yeah, he says his teams often rang over Buzio's team, and uh, Buzio didn't play on a very good team, apparently. But, How could uh, that be? I, mean, I know, right? Crazy. But, well, now, um, yeah, you, I, I was laughing kind of the same thing as well, Blair, with, you know, you, you can tell when players first come up, and I've done a lot of, with a lot of the academy players, like interviewing them for stories too. And you, you can tell, especially as players get older, they kind of get used to those press conferences and the younger guys, they don't know what to say or they don't know how much to say. Um, but yeah, they, they work their way into it. So. All right, guys, we'll leave it here for this week. Um, Allie, great to chat with you and thanks so much for joining us. And Sean, as always, great information and insight. And we will do it again soon. Always here. Appreciate it, Claire. Thanks for having me, guys. It was fun. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production staff of Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. A tip of the cap to Allie Trost and Sean Goodwin for stopping by and talking KC Woso or NWSL and Sporting Kansas City. Hey, we've got another deal for you. You can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. What's Sports Pass? Well, it's the Kansas City Star Sports section online. You get all the stories that are in the print editions of the Kansas City Star, plus much more that appear only on the Star's website. After three months, the deal auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. It's a great time to subscribe. The Royals are off to a hot start. Our local colleges are always making news. And of course, as you know, it is never not cheap season. So how do you get it? You go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That's kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. You want more than just sports coverage? Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional national sports news and business coverage with the E-Edition. Love that E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account dot kansascity.com slash subscribe and if you're having trouble hunting down any of these offers send me an email bkirkoff at kcstar.com and I will get you to the right place so whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening and we will be back on Monday with another episode. 